0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Conley Create Wealth Podcast, Small Mid-Caps Edition. My name is Marcel Mares, and I'm a portfolio strategist for CI Global Asset Management. Today on the podcast, we have Evan Rodman, he's an Associate Portfolio Manager. We're excited to have Evan on the podcast because he'll share with us some great news. He'll talk about the new CI Global Asset Management Small Mid-Cap team as part of firm strategic initiative to modernize the CI Global Asset Management segment. For those less familiar, as of last week, integrated the former Cambridge small mid-cap and former Century small mid-cap team together. The new c small mid-cap team will be headed by an award-winning industry veteran, Aubrey Hearn. Aubrey has a phenomenal track record in the space. He has managed the Century small mid-cap income fund since 2005 throughout volatile markets, delivering an investment growth of 500 plus percent, a value add of approximately 400 percent above the Canadian focused small mid-cap category as at end of March. Also, the fund is number one fund, best performing fund in the category since inception. It has returned 12.5% versus 5.9% for the category on annualized basis, again, since inception 2005. The immediate benefits of the team's integration include additional research resources for both teams and formal cross-pollination of ideas across Canadian, U.S., and international small mid-cap landscape. Also, we're set to announce the departure of Greg Dean. We appreciate Greg's efforts, contribution to the success of the Cambridge small mid-cap franchise over the years, and we wish him all the best in his future endeavors. We want to assure you that Greg is passing the torch to a very capable and talented team at Seagam. Aubrey Hearn and Evan Rodman will take over the management responsibilities for the Cambridge Pure Canadian Equity Fund. And for those that don't know, this mandate provides long-term capital appreciation by investing primarily in Canadian companies with a market cap of $100 million to about $5 billion. It is a concentrated portfolio that typically holds 30 to 50 companies. Looking at the top 10 holdings, there is a significant overlap with the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund. The top contributors to Cambridge Pure Canadian Equity Fund's performance over a three-year period were also held by the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund. These include Great Canadian Gaming, Diane Durham, TFI International, Tricera, and Colliers, to name a few. The investment approach is very similar, and we do not anticipate a significant portfolio turnover, which brings us to our guest today, Evan. Evan, congratulations on your promotion. It is well-deserved. I've worked with you for almost five years, and I've seen you uncover recommend in great businesses, including Real Matters, Great Canadian Gaming, and Badger Daylighting. Evan, the floor is yours. Can you introduce yourself to the new listeners? Tell us how you've progressed within the organization over the years, And how is the new small mid-cap team coming
1: together? Thanks, Marcel. I'm Evan Rodbang and I joined the Century team in 2016 with a focus on Canadian industrials, energy services, infrastructure, forestry and consumer businesses. And as I progressed, I became more of a generalist looking at small mid-cap companies across North America with a focus on supporting the Century Small Mid-Cap Fund. Most recently, I've spent the vast majority of my time on small mid-caps in Canada, and I was recently promoted to an associate portfolio manager on the Peer Canadian Equity Fund. One of the big benefits from this new structure is I'm able to benefit from a global small cap team, combining all of our experience and perspective to be able to uh, present a more unified approach going forward. That's great. Evan,
0: as an associate portfolio manager for the Cambridge Peer Canadian Equity Fund, what should investors expect from you going forward?
1: So I think in terms of what to expect, it's going to be a very similar approach to what we've had a lot of success with at the Century Small Mid-Cap Income Fund. We have a very fundamental bottom-up base approach. We like to look for signs of a sustainable competitive advantage or at least working towards building one and the ability to reinvest cash flow back into the business at high rates of return, usually similar to or even higher than what the business has earned historically as well as a demonstrated history of capital allocation in an intelligent manner. Um, We spent a lot of time analyzing management's decisions as we think this is a big driver of of free cash flow per share growth over the long run. And as you kind of mentioned in the introduction, a lot of the top contributors for the Cambridge Peer Canadian Equity Fund have been very similar or the same businesses as what we own in the Century Small Mid Cap Income Fund. And a lot of these we expect to continue to own going forward. In terms of the adjustments, I'd phrase it as a bit of a, a modest move towards the middle. Uh, we spent a lot of time focusing on names with structural tailwinds, um, but perhaps we're a bit more hesitant to, to pay up for certain names that we think are fairly priced. So I'd say there's certain areas that we believe are facing some secular challenges that we're likely to avoid going forward. And at the same time, we're a bit more value valuation sensitive. The fund also has a a 10% allocation to foreign content. Historically, this was used for industrial energy and consumer exposure. Um, However, we plan to use this allocation to gain access to sectors that are typically kind of difficult to get exposure to in small cap Canada. Sectors like IT, healthcare, and digital advertising are areas that we are likely to look on a more global basis for. And we'll, we'll be able to leverage our expanded team for help with that effort. I also think the fund will benefit from me spending 100% of my time on small mid-cap Canadian companies, which we should see translate into some uh, good results going forward. That's great. Evan,
0: why is now the time to buy this fund?
1: Can you share
0: your outlook, fund positioning,
1: and a few names that you like? Absolutely. So what you typically see coming out into a recovery phase is small caps typically tend to do quite well. There's a lot of opportunity here during a coming out of a recessionary period. Many of these names have been beaten down in terms of their share price and they often haven't recovered as quickly as their larger cap peers. Just thinking about the small cap space in general, many of these businesses are undercovered, underfollowed, and misunderstood. They often grow quite quickly and are still rather cheap. Higher quality ones are often targets for acquisitions from strategic and financial buyers. Actually one of our recently initiated holdings, Photon Control, announced this morning that they were being acquired for a 26% premium to the, the trailing average uh, trading price. So we think that's another great example of that. There's uh, part of our process is thinking about how strategic buyers would think about the business and incorporating that into our underwriting. I would say overall the portfolio is, is positioned with a, a bit of a tilt to a reopening trade. And there's a couple names that we think are very well positioned for that. The first would be Canaxis. This is a supply chain software business that had a bit of difficulty during COVID. They have longer implementation cycles and their customers are looking for a solution to be implemented yesterday. So they had a a bit of issues there. However, we think they've taken a lot of remedial steps and they're actually able to get their employees back into clients' offices again. So we think they're well positioned to snap back and to benefit from a, a structural tailwind that's gonna drive increased focus on optimizing supply chains going forward. Another company we really like is the Boyd Group. They operate collision centers across North America and saw a pretty steep decline in same store sales as traffic and miles driven really declined throughout the pandemic. However, with an increase in mobility data, we think Boyd is well positioned to benefit from increased traffic and congestion. Boyd's also well capitalized, especially relative to their private equity-owned peers that entered the pandemic in a fairly highly leveraged situation. And so we think Boyd is very well positioned to, to capitalize on their balance sheet advantage and snap up M&A opportunities at a much more healthy rate than their uh, competitors. We think they'll be the acquirer of choice for many sellers. A final one I just touched on is Brookfield Business Partners. This is the private equity arm of Brookfield Asset Management. They, they own a portfolio of businesses. I would say a decent amount of those are tilted towards the industrial sectors all of which should experience varying degrees of snapback as we enter the post-recessionary period. BBU also invests their balance sheet capital alongside their LPs. Many of these investments are inappropriately valued by the public markets. Two of their largest holdings are coming up for capital recycling, be it via an IPO process or an outright sale. And we think this will allow the market to realize how much embedded value is within those investments So that's a pretty clear catalyst that we see playing out over the next 12 to 18 months.
0: Evan, that's great. Um, Thank you for joining us. We appreciate your insights regarding the new small mid-cap team coming together and the impact on the Cambridge Pure Canadian Equity Fund. We're excited about this new initiative, and we look forward for you to continue to build on this tremendous track record. For the listeners, if you want to know more about CI small mid-cap funds, check out CI.com and join us next week for another update on CI funds. Thank you and have a great day.